Daily Dribble. This is the Daily Dribble podcast. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Back it up a second. This is not the Daily Dribble podcast today, lads. What is oh. it? This is the Aussie No Dunks podcast. Aussie No Dunks. We are back. We are joined once again, Nick Lee. Bro, we're back, the Daily Dribble team. We are once again joined by the lads from the 5th and Dribble podcast, Locke and Matty B. Fellas, thank you for joining us once again here today. Uh, thank you for having us, as always. Um, the weather is fantastic up here in on the mainland. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how it is down there after we've uh, after we've kicked you off. Mate, she's, <laughs> I tell you what, we are well and truly in the thick of winter here. We are rugged up to the chest. We are Snow hating it. Yep. Hating it at the minute. We are not built for this, are we, Lee? We're not. No, no, there's we've. I tell you what, like, what, what are you guys operating that in winter? Like 17, 18 degrees? Uh, it, it was it was cold early winter. We had the big puffer jackets on, it was maybe 15 degrees, you know. Okay. But uh, at the moment, we're, we're about 18, 19 today. I think it was nice. Oh, today, today. today was beautiful. A couple beers were had in the sun. The jumper did come off while oh. I engaged in a triple a triple tower burger. Um, <laughs> I, believe, I believe the local called it the notorious OG. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, that was delicious, but yeah, probably about 19, 20 it nice today. Though. It was nice. It was good in the sun. And whilst you do that, we're operating in 78 degrees here, aren't we, Rory? Yeah, unfortunately so. I'm glad to see that you've got the shorts and t-shirts out though, boys. It's um, <laughs> we do. refreshing to see. And I can't say it's something that we get to experience <laughs> for the majority of the year, but oh well. Nevertheless, nice. we'll live vicariously through you guys. But as we said, again, all those <laughs> apples you have. <laughs> we, we will. We will take them all. Yeah, yeah. Take every single one. But fellas, as we said, a big thank you for joining us once again. Oh, uh, today it's you know when we get our little groups together, it's a bit of a piss take. We just talk the shit. Uh, we're going to discuss today a couple of talking points from the NBA, the NBL. Rattle through what your thoughts were on the NBA finals that wrapped up last week between the Warriors and Celtics, Ro. How are you coping at the minute, my man? Yeah, look, I've had a bit of time to recover, but it was a tough week there, let's be honest. Like, yeah. we know how I was, particularly after that game six, where, yeah, it was a, it was a somber moment. But, um, no, we're going to bounce back and look out next year because I think I think you've got, oh, go. uh, you've got something to look forward to, unlike maybe perhaps the Lakers, Nick. No, mate, there's plenty to look forward to there. Don't you worry about that. The purple and gold will rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Don't oh, worry. I believe it when I see it. Um, and then we'll also rip through some talking points on the NBA draft that occurred throughout the week. Before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout-out to Spotlight Sports Network, Pop Culture Pros, and our main man, Lee McGrath, at the cover, Yep. who not only backs us up, but backs you boys at the fifth and dribble up too. And I believe... Oh, praise, praise be onto the cover, as praise always. Be, praise yeah. be onto the cover. You guys have got a little hookup tomorrow as well, don't you? Uh, yes, we do have a little hookup. Uh, keep an eye on the socials and what not. We are going to be breaking down movie night, slumber party, bit of a uh, bit of hustle, yeah. bit of Adam Sandler. We like little. Oh yeah, Netflix and chill. That's that sounds it's good. Quickly for you boys, afternoon. when you go to the movies, are you you kind of popcorn guys? Are you the lollies and choc tops, or what are you going to go for? Popcorn, but sometimes you got to put Maltesers in the popcorn. Whoa. Oh, no, you're a rare break. You are. No, nah, I don't like salty and sweet, mate. That's what you like to do. Don't knock it, boys. Don't knock it till you try it. I was also very against yeah. this and then jumped straight on it as soon as I tried it. However, myself, more of a lolly man. I, oh, I yeah, do. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I feel, feel like you're twisting that leg a little here. bit of a round. No, no, it does. It goes hard. It goes hard. No, it definitely goes hard. Popcorn, get one of those little bags of Maltesers, 
pop them all in. They kind of melt a little bit. Salty, sweet, beautiful. You know what I find bizarre? That we down here in Tasmania get labelled as the freaks. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it confuses me. That the fact that we're labelled, you know, the state, as we just came on air, we said about two heads and things of the kind. But you guys are operating with Maltesers in your popcorn. Give me a Nick, break. Nick, Nick, this is not a door you want to open. Remember, you're from Tasmania. We have to give ammo. Don't, <laughs> don't open this door. Don't Mate. open this door. Max, mate, oh, oh, yeah, it's probably not a battle I, I can win, so I'll leave it at that. But also, just, don't knock it till you try it. Next time you're at the movies, have a little cuddle, whack out the Maltesers and popcorn. All right, oh, all right. I don't know if, about if this. If it goes to shit, it's on you. <laughs> That's all right. I, I can live with it. <laughs> I tell you we'll what, sleep you soundly in our 20-degree weather. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a low blow, mate. You are just taking <laughs> left, right, and centre here. <laughs> Guys, before we get into it, though, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the show. We're on all the socials. Row, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Don't forget about the LinkedIn. LinkedIn for all our professional professional Making waves on LinkedIn at the minute. You boys got LinkedIn? Uh, not not for fifth and dribble. Not for fifth and individually, no, not, yes. Individually, but uh, fifth and dribble, no. Yeah, no. It, my, but my, it, my, it has to come. If you if you're if you business moguls are doing it, then we should do it too. Why? Yeah, it's more so, more so done through me personally. We don't have a fifth and uh, a daily dribble account, should I say? But uh, LinkedIn's where it's at, isn't it, boys? Uh, sure, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so every time we're now, people are, people are out and about on LinkedIn now. I see it. You, you had a few people slide in. Yeah. You know, here's some motivational quotes. Here's a few Absolutely. things. Yeah, right? buddy, yeah. We, so we don't have a LinkedIn. We're just plugging your. No, but I, I, I post <laughs> onto my LinkedIn. I'll yes. be the voice of voice of reason on my LinkedIn no, for the for the channel here. But guys, let's get into it. We've got a lot to get through let's today. Start. I just want to start on the news. We we spoke about last week on the show, Kenny Atkinson. Um, the news that he was going to become head coach of the Hornets. Yeah. This has since done a bit of a backflip here, Lee. He's going to be staying as head assistant coach of the Warriors. Yeah. What do you think about this? As our resident Hornets fan. I mean, I'm not happy. I, I had my hopes up with, with Kenny because he's a renowned good coach. And we've replaced him with Stevie Clifford, which we fired three years ago for James Borrego. And now we fired James Borrego for buddy Steve Clifford. So that about says it all, Matty Bay. That is, that is tough. That is, wow. Yeah. It seems like we're going in circles at this point. You know, you see Lamel, uh, we, we've just, we've got no care um, yeah. around our boys right now. Miles Bridges is on his IG story drinking lean. <laughs> uh, buddy Lamelo Bowl is running red lights. Uh, so really, would, if you had your way, who was the one that? got the 40 year old pregnant and then she's hitting him up for all was that pj, nah, PJ, PJ, yeah. PJ, PJ yeah. Yeah. come on and then and then trez with three pounds of marriage oh, 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 what is happening in charlotte can we just oh, just on an absolute nosedive <laughs> what do you reckon mj's thinking at the minute like boys from the fifth and dribble maddie bay lock mj you know the most i guess aggressive performer aggressive winner that we've ever seen in the history of sports and his franchise is going belly up at the minute what would you be thinking if you were him? Like he's, he's at the point now where he won't even take selfies with the fans. I think he's just trying to figure out what lean is. He's <laughs> I think he's ferociously Googling what, uh, what that is, but uh, you can't imagine a big fella be too happy. It was nice at the, like the start of last year when they were playing well, he was out yep. and about. We Absolutely. talked about it. Like he was getting involved. He actually felt like an, an NBA guy again. Like he was there. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tough to see him go away. But oh yeah, the Steve Clifford high is really rough, man. Like the yeah. best thing about Atkinson is the culture he brings. Exactly. You saw what he did with that Nets team, yeah. And developing a team like the way he got the best out of you know your Spencer Dinwiddie, your Jared Allen, yeah, and really developed them into a playoff team. 
Um, it's a big step backwards with Steve Clifford there. Like, hey, that Magic team, when he was head coach, went nowhere. So it certainly doesn't bode well going forward. For the Hornets, it looked yeah. so good a week ago by the Trez incident. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's taken a trip south very, very quickly there. Speaking of, I guess, like teams teams around the league and teams who are kind of maximising their opportunities, PJ, or, and players, I guess I should say, PJ Tucker yep. is opting out of his $7.5 million mm. contract with the Heat. He's going to enter free agency here. And during the week, we heard that the 76ers were interested in offering a 37-year-old PJ Tucker a three-year contract at $30 million. Unbelievable. Holy Jesus. PJ Tucker, 37-year-old. And $30 million. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, surely, surely not. No, surely not. Yeah, indeed. Um, I didn't know he was 37, to be honest. 37 he's years old. No, he's a vet. He's a vet for sure. I guess he would have I think he's a vet and then some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're a vet when you're like 32. He's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Still not as expensive as his shoe collection, though, boys. Have yeah. we heard about oh, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. That is undefeated. That shoe collection oh, is undefeated. Out. That's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, that's. Them. Yeah, that, true. <laughs> that, that, that is incredible. Do you um, still think he's got a bit to offer, though? I mean, what does he have to... He's got... He's obviously championship experience. He's got years in the NBA. He's got, I guess, miles under the belt. But if you're paying that much to a guy who's definitely on the back nine, as you would yeah. coin, Nick. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't see the logic in it. Yep. Um, he's definitely going... If he's going anywhere, he's going to a contender. We know this. He's not yep. going to spend his last few years in the NBA on a bottom-dwelling team, but... It just doesn't make sense to me. Is that is that like just I guess for you guys at the fifth and dribble there, based on you know what we've seen him produce over the last couple of seasons, guessing he'll go to a championship contending team. Where do you think he'll end up? And do you think if you're looking at that three years, thirty million dollars, is that overs for what you're getting out of thirty-seven year old PJ Tucker? Oh, for sure, for sure it's overs. And I don't think that you can put too much into these 76ers rumors because they just got rid of like virtually like PJ Tucker light in Danny Green. Like they just yeah. moved yeah. on to Memphis for D'Anthony mm. Melton. Like yep. sure they need to like fix their bench a little bit, but for 30 mil, like especially considering like two years of those are going to be guaranteed. And yeah. then the last one is like what maybe a player player option. Player maybe option, they yeah. can sneak in a maybe they can sneak in a team option if they're paying him that much. But at the same time, like what's he going to give you? Like seven, maybe seven points a game he'll you know he'll at shoot best. above above 40% from three maybe and like I don't know maybe yeah, defend be, the third best guy like he's just, he's not he's not what he was the end of it. yeah exactly yeah. that's the crazy yeah. thing but I mean 40 in the NBA now is like 35 10 years ago so I guess like I can kind of see it but he's not I don't think he's worth more than the seven million that he was going to get this year anyway I mean if if Kemba Walker is being bought out at nine million <laughs> what the fuck is going on offering him Great 30 question. million over three like Max. what is that about but I tell you, isn't it a funny world we live in? Like this money, it's just absurd amounts for the players that you're actually getting. You mm-hmm. know, like a kind of a bench, a low benchmark now is 15 million, and that gets you like, a, a par player. And that's the thing. Like we hear, we go, oh, like for a good player, you go 10 mil. Oh, that's not bad value. It's like that's 10 million dollars. Like, yeah, million yeah. Dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a sick, it sick world we live in. Well, I guess the guy is. who's going to be making a bit of money here and who's transitioned. Spoke about, I, I think he, did you guys doubt me a couple of weeks ago when I said the rumors about Jeremy Grant going to the Blazers? No, did he was always, he was always on the receipts. Oh, he's got receipts. Hold on, get the wallet out. Check these. I'd like to go back and see this. Officially, officially been announced during the week here, heading, heading to the Blazers. Jeremy Grant will link up with Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons there. Fellas, 
what do you think about this trade? Like, this is does this does this get Portland back into you know a playoff team? Are they going to be a play-in team? Where where do you think this move will shape them, Matty B and Locke? If the West wasn't so stacked, I would like it more. But That's... the top of the West is so heavy. I could see them being a like low tier playoff team, maybe probably a play-in at least. Um, I, I don't think it it jets them to to a top five seed at all. I mean, I like it because if if they were set on retooling around Dame. Yep. then this was a pretty good move. Mm. Uh, but long-term-wise, I don't really like it. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how good Damian Lillard is. Jeremy Grant is not putting you... He's. I don't even think he's putting you in the, in the play-in. Play no, I don't think so. I don't think who, so either. Who, who is it after that? Yusuf Nurkic. Like Josh, Josh Hart. May, maybe one. Josh Hart. Anthony Simons, you might get yeah, I think, I think 16 it, a game out of. Like, go Ingles. Simons. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. So uh, I redact everything that that I just said. Uh, The Portland Trailblazers will win the championship. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for reevaluating. Joe Joe Ingles will just light the fucking league up. Aussie pride, mate. No, please don't. Don't clip that. Do not put that anywhere. Thank you very much. It's going straight in the Insta story. That's an interesting move. Like, like, we know how good Dame is at his best, but, like, he has got a hell of a carry job on his hands. And as you said... You know, the West is only getting better. We're going to see Kawhi come back next season. The Clippers are going to be fit and firing. I know you Yeah, look at you go. The Lakers. <laughs> started Bruh, oh, man. The you, Lakers. Were, you wanted to talk Lakers before. We'll talk little brother all day. That's fine. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit of Lakers. Don't you worry. We've got Kyrie Irving coming, mate. Happy days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro. He's going to burn every single one of your banners hanging in the rafters. Yes. Uh, I tell you what, this is an absolute whirlwind and, you know, kind of, I guess, moving on pretty hastily from the, the grand point, but moving ahead to, I guess, Westbrook, Irving, that whole situation, isn't that bizarre? Like, like these blokes were kind of, like, for Kyrie Irving, that, that whole franchise, the Nets, was built around KD, built around Kyrie, and I guess Harden for a lesser extent, and it could all within two years just fully explode. It's almost a trust thing at the start. You bring in KD, you bring in Kyrie, and you trust that they all kind of, work together not only with the other players but yep. with the front office the coaching staff to kind of build this culture and hopefully at least get to the final mate Kyrie's coach now isn't he yeah, yeah he's calling the shots he was, he was running sessions after Nash's practice the other day that but, commitment's just gone out the window and then you think you know where's KD going to end up if 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 Kyrie's gone it's it's they're just in shambles well, right let, now let me pose that as a hypothetical to Roy and then to you guys there yeah. if there were just you know, a hypothetical trade in a Westbrook for Irving, just a straight swap. Who is the winner in that trade? Oh, man, <laughs> it's so tough because we know that Westbrook is, like, considering what he's done in the past, he's over the hill. But then I don't think that you can trust – I don't think any team can trust Kyrie yeah. Irving yep. in a short-term or long-term status. So I think even if the Lakers were to get Kyrie Irving, yep. I wouldn't even be confident that they'd see out the season with no. Kyrie Irving on their roster. He's just that much of a wild card. Um, I, don't, I don't like Kyrie Irving to the Lakers for your sake at all, Nick. I know he's a talented player when he's out there, but I just don't trust the guy. Um, and I don't think Lakers fans should either. Boys, Matty Bay and Locke, what do you think in that hypothetical? Who wins that one? Or no one wins? <laughs> can can we can we say neither? Are we allowed I mean, to say I mean, neither? Absolutely. Us, us, us as podcasters win. Us, <laughs> us as content, content is king. For sure. Content is king and win. I think it's one of those things where it's like it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Facts. And if, if, if the Lakers are feeling 
like a gambling man. Maybe they go, we know what we're going to get with Westbrook and we don't like it. We're probably not going to like it with Kyrie, but on a small chance that we do. And same thing with the trust there. You hope LeBron can work it out with him. Yep. You hope if there's anyone that can get through to Kyrie, it's LeBron. Might well, not that's LeBron. it. That's, that's literally that's all you'd be, right. you'd be pinning all your hopes on. Holy shit, I hope LeBron can talk some sense into this guy. That's the thing. As a Lakers fan, you know, it's it really is. It's such a, you know, it's hard to sleep at night at the minute because any way it goes, it feels, you know, like a, a pretty bad, bad situation. Mm. You know, you, I kind of, the only reason I get to sleep at night is knowing that LeBron's in the squad. You know, if you've got LeBron <laughs> on the team, anything's possible. Mm. Um, but it, it's not looking too promising at the minute. Like all this speculation with Westbrook, with Irving, you know, all these moving parts, it's, uh, yeah, it's not an ideal time to be a Lakers fan. So I must I'm, ask you, is it still is still anything possible if it's only LeBron on the team? Because you, you may get 25 games out of Kyrie. Uh, Anthony Davis is made of paper. We all know that. So you may me. get 15, you may get 15 games out of him. Then then what are you looking at? You're gonna have to give up Taylor Horton Tucker if you're gonna get Kyrie Irving. Then you're looking yep. at what Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore helping uh, LeBron. You're looking at the same as what happened this year. You're, you're 11th or 12th again. Like, but you know what? Then, I'm, I'm pinning Vegas. LeBron's looking at a short price favorite, I reckon, for MVP, if that's the case. Like, oh. He's going to have to go nuclear. Even All right. Tug, tug the other one. Tug the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah no. I, I, I think I'm with it. If Kyrie goes, that's a good over-under. Who plays more games for the Lakers, AD or Kyrie? Oh, mate. I'm going to say, oh, <laughs> uh, what, you got a coin to flip? <laughs> Considering. Yeah, it honestly feels like yeah. that, doesn't it? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go AD. I'll go AD. But, Just because uh, he at least is, he will probably want to play. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, still... <the> <laughs> I still don't know. Like, I think you, I think you got more, more hope of Darvin Ham suiting up and fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting back of them I either cracking forty games. Yeah, I maybe. Yeah. Ticker, but I tell you what, this off season is going to be electric. Um, speaking of electric off seasons, let's transition to the NBL lads. We here, like we are notorious Jack Jumper fans. <laughs> despite, and here we are talking to Sydney Kings fans, the reigning. <laughs> NBL champions. This, this was a tough conversation. I wasn't. Too, I wasn't going to bring your icy winters back, but I mean, it, yeah. it's, I think it's warmer here because we've got the golden glow of a championship radiating out of oh. Kudos Bank Arena, um, oh. and it's it feels it feels about twenty degrees of glow, but I would have to get closer to to Homebush to know. Well, I'm going to pose a question to you, little gypsies, in a moment. Once I, rattle, <laughs> once I rattle through our exciting news during the week, we officially finished off our roster, signing two imports during the week. Rashad Kelly has joined. Yep. A new right. power forward re- replacing Mikhail McIntosh. Here. Six, I just want to get this right. He's a six foot seven power forward, playing at the minute in the French LMB with the JDA Dijon basket team. Uh, 26 year old. He averaged 11 and a half points last season, six and a half rebounds, and two assists. And I think he's just going to add a little bit more, not only on the offensive, but also the defensive end than McIntosh. So he was our first signing during the week, which has put us in good shape. We then backed it up the other day with the signing to complete the roster of Milton Doyle. He'll be a new shooting guard, six foot four. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's had experience with the Brooklyn Nets, played 10 games with them, as well as their affiliate G League team. And then in the 17-18 season, or that was in the 17-18 season, should I say, in the 2019 season, he went to the Chicago Bulls, the Windy City Bulls there, averaged 17 and a half points, four rebounds and six assists. He's also played in Spain, Turkey and Italy. And he'll fill the role now of Josh Adams. So, fellas, 
from the Daily Dribble team. We've got our two new imports, replacing McIntosh and Adams mm-hmm. with Kelly and Doyle. How do we feel about these moves? Row for yourself. I know, Lee, you're, you're coming aboard the NBL train, <laughs> aren't you, mate? But Roe, <laughs> slow and steady. Slow, slow and steady, indeed. What, what did you think of these moves here, Roe? Yeah, very positive moves. Um, Milton Doyle, he's got big shoes to fill, doesn't he? Like Joshy Adams. Big shoes. Huge loss, we know. He, at times, like we've said it throughout the season, he's probably been like a top five guy at times throughout the season. Yeah. Um, so Milton Doyle, he'll come, he'll come in with huge expectations this season. And a good pedigree behind him as well. I think he's got the experience. He's got the pedigree, as you'll mention. He's got the NBA talent. Yep. Um, I think... Jack Jumpers fans, we're we're pretty we're pretty tolerant though. I feel like in terms of I, I like he might get he might take a little while to to get going Certainly. and gel up with the boys. Yep. But um, I'm really happy with those imports, particularly Doyle with the NBA mm. NBA experience. I think you you can never um, look past you know senior experience like that. So and just, yeah, really happy. Just before I transit or leave for yourself, happy with these signings as you embrace the NBL next season. I mean, just by ear, Doyle sounds like the the big the big name, no. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think Chicago Bulls, you said seven. Well, he played with the Brooklyn Nets. He was with the G League affiliate team there for the Chicago oh, Bulls. G League, okay. um, I was going to say. But, it, but still an incredible league yeah. in its own right. Boys from the fifth and dribble, let me pose this to you. So we've got at least two key imports coming in. Will Magne back and healthy? What do you think your chances are of duplicating your efforts from last season? NBL chance. Back to back. We're going back to back. We're going back to back. <laughs> Uh, did you, you did you not see that? that did you did you not see that um, NBL all second team Xavier Cooks resigned the X Man he's back? Did you unfortunately did you not we see did that? Yep. Did, did you not see that um, DJ the sniper resigned as uh, well? Don't uh, did, DJ. Don't see, DJ. Enemy number one. Did you not Public see? Enemy uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Did you not see handsome man Brucey is back as well? He's like, a true Bruce. Come on. Bruce, was... You want to talk about your Windy City Bulls? They, they don't have NBL championship pedigree. So, <laughs> what? You know, well, let's just get out of here. I tell you what. In good news for both of us, though, we saw during the week as well. JLA Joe Luwala Chul won't be resigning with Melbourne United. Oh, yeah. How? I tell you what. For the league, though. Big loss. Huge for, loss for both probably. of our, our franchises. A big, big plus there. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm really hoping this begins the downfall of United and Perth. They've got a lot of front office stuff going on on their end. Perth Hopefully, are in the we, world of strife, aren't they? They lost so much during the week. And, uh, and it's like they've had one average season in the last 30 years and they can't hack it. Can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, no, where's the championship fight in them? It's not there. I know. Oh, no. yeah, uh, uh, I believe it's located at Kudos Bank Arena, like I said before. <laughs> golden Golden Glow coming from home, home of Australian basketball. Home of Australian basketball. Yes, thank you very much. I tell you what, as much as we, I feel like we're like these couple of podcasts we've had together. The chemistry is building, no doubt about it. And we spoke about last time our travel fund, or uh, I guess either us coming up there or you coming down here, watching a game between the Kings and Jack Jumpers. I feel as if at that point that might be the kind of you know, the breakup of our, our two, ever, ever, I guess, our relationship, because I feel there might be fists thrown. Like, well, I, guess, I, thought, well, I, I thought that was more going to be like our third date. Really. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the vibes we were kind of going to be having. You thought you were getting a second base, Lockie. Man, I thought, man, all I can do is hope. <laughs> I tell you what, it's going to be a wicked season in the NBL. Like, as we said, the league, you know, the last couple of years, it's going from strength to strength. You know, I don't want to harp on the Jack Jumpers point, but just outline but the, by the talent that we're getting now. Um, we'll touch on in a minute with the draft, some of the talent that's going to the NBA this season really just, I guess, gives more credibility to the league. Um, it's really in such great shape at the minute. The talent that's, you know, getting in and also exporting there, it's, 
It's a wicked league. There's so many teams, so much talent on it. Um, the Kings absolutely front and centre of that. But uh, a lot of teams coming in behind, a lot of quality players within the league. Indeed. Yeah, and, and, and I think that was on show on draft day, wasn't it? Like, I know yep. we are going to touch on it a little bit, but the talent of the NBL, not just in the draft, but a few of the undrafted guys that will come after, that's mm. going to be massive. Huge. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. Fellas, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. And just discuss the NBL. The, oh, no, I'm, NBL's on the brain. The NBA finals, <laughs> should I say. The Warriors winning that one 4 2. We're a week on now from that point. What did you fellas make of the, the series as a whole? What were your initial your initial thoughts on the uh, on the series? Uh, well, as you would have seen over at uh, Fifth and Dribble, the Golden State Warriors are dogs. They are absolute dogs. Okay. So, Matty B, before we had the technical issues, you were just touching on the Warriors there, mate. Yeah, so I'm glad that we did have technical issues because I could go and finish when I was thinking about Stephen Curry. Um, that that boy and that team fucking dogs like i was saying like they so so great that they have four it pains me a little bit because i was on the bandwagon well before like they had monte (laughs) ellis and david lee when i used to support them and then i jumped ship and then they became really really good so i mean i'm a good luck yeah look that's fine at least i don't support the tasmanian jack jumpers so it's okay um (laughs) it's um look it is it is what it is but now the the warriors fantastic you know to go from relying on clay for 25 points per game to, you know, you know, only 16 and coming off the thousand days of not playing, you know, playoff football, uh, playoff basketball. Sorry. I'm just, I'm in a football mind playoff basketball for that long. Um, Steph Curry, give, like this is his LeBron ring where he like has yeah, to really. physically drag his boys. Uh, Draymond Green showing up and then failing out, then showing up and then failing out, like not knowing what you're getting from him. And yeah. I think it was like, you really saw, the growth of Steve Kerr, like pulling Draymond, throwing out Otto Porter Jr. to start, Love like that. giving great minutes to Kevon Looney. So I think it was just, it was a fantastic fight by the Celtics, you know, give them their shamrocks where, the, where they deserve it. However, um, fuck Boston at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> For yourself, Locke, like, did you think, like, we kind of spoke about that last week when we, when we did our finals recap. We just mentioned it, feel, it felt like, you know, the Warriors just had so many more options to deploy. Boston were running with five, five and a half guys. You know, Derek White's that half a guy. Grant Williams was a non-factor, as was the rest of their bench. Mm. Whereas the Warriors just kept finding guys. Bielitsa was getting minutes. Looney, you know, Otto Porter coming off. You know, Iguodala got a few minutes here and there. They just had so many more avenues to pursue. For yourself, Locke, what did you, do you think that was the defining factor in the series? I, I do, yeah. We talked about it on our finals recap. We kind of said that it's like they just need a few more guys, Boston, to put yep. out there. Yeah. Like there was like the thing about the Warriors is they're so versatile, right? Like they killed the Celtics in a few different ways. They mm-hmm. killed them being big, putting Kavon out there, then they pulled Kavon out there and had Otto Porter and kind of killed him that way. Whereas the Celtics can only win one way, playing their way. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that kind of, as soon as there was a spanner in the works there, it kind of threw them for a loop. And they did well. They did well to do what they did. And I, I was. There was part of me that when it was, what, game five, I was like, you know what, they've been in this situation before. They've had to win the last two to win the series. I thought maybe there's a chance. But then game six, the Warriors didn't let, Dogs. Didn't let that happen. Dogs. <laughs> that, that game four, wasn't it, Lee? That game four where the Celtics had it in that fourth quarter, like, that's where the, the switch flipped. They it turned to shit, lost that one. They could have been 3-1 up. And from yeah. there, the series just, you know, it did a complete 180. Um, you know, I, sp- I know we spoke about this last week, but for the Celtics, we spoke about what moves they need to make, things of the kind. 
Would you bet on the Celtics making the NBA Finals next season? Wouldn't bet on it, no. No, no I say they've got a, uh, yeah, a better chance than um, a lot of teams in the league, but... Like, the, think... the East is coming up now, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's because, like, the West is, you know, ridiculously deep. It's, you know, almost 12 mm. strong at the moment. Um, but the East is starting to find find its feet as well. Um, so you, you say I'd, have, I'd have more faith in a lot more faith in Golden State making it to the finals opposed to the Celtics in the in the East. Let's say next year then the East. Who have you got over them? Jeez, um, on the spot. God, early, early predictions. Uh, <laughs> I, I reckon I would have. I'll have the Bucks over yeah, them Bucks because over I think them, with yeah. Chris Middleton they would have won that series. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um, Oh, it's hard with the Nets because you don't know what's going to transpire over the next couple of weeks and yeah. things of the kind. I think the Heat are in a really good position as well. You know, mm. it didn't come together this season, um, but I still think with the talent they've got, they'll be in and around the mix. Um, you know, your Phillies, you know, there's there's still a lot of talent within the East. So yeah. I, I likewise probably wouldn't bet on them um, unless they make a couple of moves this off season. Mm. Here's okay. a question I've got for you guys. So we saw... You know, during the, I don't know if you guys saw the NBA, the parade, and it kind of, we saw, yep. of course, we saw quite a lot of action from that. You know, Clay was absolutely man of the match on that front. <laughs> but I had a quick question to pose to all of us here. Out of both teams, and I guess more specifically the Warriors being winners, who is the one player that you would most want to share a beer with out of those two squads? Both squads. Yeah, we, we'll say both squads, the Celtics and Warriors. And but... we can pick one from each. No, just, just one, okay, one, one, one. one total. Oh, Jeez, oh. give me one. Um, what do you reckon? Is it, are we, I don't know if I'm picking like as a mate or as a basketball player. Or you um, want to be like, what a cool story I had. Yeah, exactly. Who are you going to like yeah. when you, because you I'd say the... from a mate's standpoint instead of bet, because you, yeah. you could yeah. just go the easy route. Because so like... you're both going to be trolled. So, what's the one you're most, you're going <laughs> to who's the bloke you're going to have the most fun with? Oh, the bloke I'm going to have the most fun with is going to be Clay for sure. Like Clay? that dude, that dude only knows how to have a good time. I mean, Lachlan's not the biggest Clay Thompson fan, but that's because Lachlan doesn't like to have fun. But um, <laughs> it's, don't like fun and don't like threes. No, nah, he doesn't. He's, he's an old man that just likes to play in the paint. Play in the paint. Use that big body. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, Clay just, he's just always, he's always vibing. He's always having a good time. Like, yeah, uh, let's have a few little fat lambs with Clay. Why not? That word you just use vibe, like vibe and vibe. He is a vibe, isn't he? Like, yeah. The way he went about his business, he was on a different planet to everyone else. Um, mm, like, who are you having a beer with? Uh, to be honest, I, uh, I, was, I was as I kind of came up with the question during the week, I was kind of running through all the players. And, you know, of course, Steph, he's going to be great, you know, chatting to one of the, you know, maybe the top 10 greatest players of all time. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a hard you one can shorten that list up. He's probably top five. He's probably getting we close to uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore material, we're, I think. We're but, getting there, aren't we? But I'd say there, play as well, just from what, the way he was on that NBA parade, like, I tell you what, once I have a couple of drinks, I just start to lose control. And I think he was kind of similar. So I reckon he would be the guy, right? Yeah, look, I don't want to sound too bloody predictable. But, yeah, yeah, Clay would be the bloke. But, like, just imagine your mates with Draymond Green as well. Like, Mm. a lot of the NBA community. Podcast hooker? Yeah, potentially. Like we, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, But just imagine your mates with Draymond Green. Like, a lot of the NBA community probably – don't like him, yeah. Um, particularly those who aren't Golden State fans. But yep. who was your mate, and you were out with Draymond on the town after a few frothies? Jeez, I reckon that'd be a long night. Yeah, bloody long night, absolutely. But 
Yeah, I tell you what, this finals, you know, although it went six games and, you know, for the most part, all the games were blowouts, you know, 10 plus points. It really was an exciting series. And I I think we did get the two best teams in it. Would you fellas agree based on this season that it were the the two best teams? I think two best teams would have been Lakers and Nets. That would have been a series I wanted to watch. It <laughs> <laughs> also just, I think it was, it, it was such a weird year. Like we're so used to all these super teams. There being one standout team, at least in each, like kind of in each conference. We're like, yep. I would be very, very surprised if they didn't make the finals. This like year against like, LeBron, isn't it? You're just right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like this year felt pretty open. <laughs> but we, I think I think we definitely by the end of the season they were the two best in each conference. Like we saw Phoenix mm. just absolutely like I, I don't even know what they did in the playoffs there. Like all yeah. the way up until the playoffs, I would have said they were the best. Yep. But at the mm. end of the day, yeah, if you can't win in the playoffs, what are you doing? Mm. They'll sleep at the wheel. I saw this thing yeah. on the um, JJ Reddick podcast in terms of that Phoenix game seven against Mavs. So yep. it was in Phoenix, and he was pretty much saying, "Do you reckon there's?" Um, like a lot of pressure, especially in game one and game seven, if you're at home, that you're expected to win that game. And that 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 can be like sometimes a downfall. Well, I think their downfall was the game six because they got absolutely yeah. butt raped in that as yeah. well. But in so, terms of game seven, do you reckon I reckon that plays a big part? Just that you as an NBA yeah. player, you'd ha- obviously have to overcome that kind of ec- those expectations to win. But I, I for me, I feel like it'd play a part. Being at home, game seven, you're, it's no, you're they're supposed the moments to win you that live game. for. You live for that. Mm. You gotta live for that. Like that is what dreams are made of having yeah. that opportunity. I think they've just they've just completely lost the plot there. Yeah. Like these blokes over here, you've lost the plot, fellas. Nah, so I had to mute. I had the cough coming, and I was like, I didn't know if Matt was gonna start talking. I was like, I had to check oh. the mic on mute. We're sharing oh, the mic today. So, you're a true like, professional, Loggy. Yeah. Two, two blokes, one mic. I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> Can you turn that into a video too, please? Oh man, I don't think we get many views on that one. <laughs> okay. 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 We, oh, we don't want to get we don't want to get cancelled before we get big. So yeah, 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 that right. could be your ticket to success. If it, if it works for Kim Kardashian, it yeah, works for me. So I mean, you know, anything's possible. I can see the similarities, man. Amen to that. I, I don't have hair you can tug during, so it's you know it's gonna yeah, be, gonna be an issue. Stick it yeah. to the back of the skull. Yeah, just get up in there. <laughs> what are wigs for then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, we uh, might move ahead then to the NBA draft that occurred during the week. The Daily Dribble. So this was like for all, all intensive purposes, it felt like it was a pretty almost locked in draft until about 24 hours before. Not even mm. 24 hours. It came around pretty quickly, the news that, like, mm. well, oh, hold on. We better just – I'm scared to do this because I've got little twigs as arms. Oh, here we what go. What is going on? What is going on? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> what what oh, 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 unbelievable. Look wow. out. Where's that from? So this is from work. She's a small as well, so it's a <laughs> tight fit. I've got it as a freebie. So um, It's magnifying the biceps she's as well, a I pretty, must say. pretty slim fit. Oh, come on. Here we ah, go. Here we go. You want to have a flex off, Matty? Oh, this is dangerous. I, I don't yeah, think he's, uh, he, he's getting his kid off. But, I mean, are you on Are you on the Orlando bandwagon now, are you? Mate, I, well, I've kind of got about it, don't I? Partly because they're a breeding ground for the Lakers. We've seen the last couple of number one picks yeah. they've had. Dwight Howard. Oh, a big shack. Yes. Both come to the Lakers. Could could Ben Chero be on the way as well? Oh, hey! oh. <laughs> my guy. My guy. Absolutely. It's happening. Twinsies. There it is. Twinsies. Quit it. Oh, we couldn't have scripted this any better. Do you guys want to get a room or? There we go. 
I'm oh, already right. in a room with another man, unless he wants to join in oh, on I, the I, uh, I menage a trois. Let me let me just check what the Jet Star timetable is doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, like it, it was a phenomenal draft. I'll rip through the top. Uh, I was going to say top. Top 15. We'll do the top 15 real quick here and then just discuss any other talking points from that. Uh, number one was Paulo Banchero to the Orlando Magic. Number two, Shet Holmgren to, to the Thunder. To the Thunder. Ooh, just quickly, oh, how about him and Poku together? A couple of string beans. Bruh, thin towers, watch out. It's yeah, happening. dangerous, dangerous. Jabari Smith went number three. Keegan Murray, four to the Kings. Jaden Ivey went fifth to the Pistons. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. went, went number six to the Pacers. Shade on Sharp, number seven to the Blazers. Our man Dyson Daniels, Double number D's. eight. Double D's, just baby. Quickly, just quickly, what, what did I say about 12 months ago? Number, top five. I think you know? said top 10. Top you 10, said top 10. I'll yep. take that. I'll take that. That's very good. Number you know, eight. That, was the Lake, that was the Lakers picnic that they used to get him too. Just shut up for oh, a minute. Just I love it. <laughs> there, mate. Just shut up. I, I don't want to talk about the Lakers anymore tonight because I know anything that they say is not going to be good for me. So number nine was Jeremy Sochin to the Spurs. He's got cool hair, that he guy. He does. Chris. Ten? Was it number 10? You're big Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. Johnny yes. Davis to the yep. Wizards. Yep, love number that. 11, Usman Deng. That's went, your boy. He went to the Knicks, got traded to OKC. Yep. Number 11, Oh, no, that was number 11, should I say. Number 12, Jalen Williams went to OKC. 13, Jalen Duran. JD. Was that you, Dan? No, that was right. That was, that was right as well. That was me. Yeah. Your boy's right. I mean, he got drugged by Hornets, went to Knicks, and then got traded to Detroit. Anyone want to say number 14? Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okai. Agbaj, oh, it's uh, O'Shea, O'Shea Agbaji. We uh, we actually watched the of the four college games we watched, three of them were of him. So oh, there you go. That's why it happens. O'Shea Agbaji. And number fifteen was the most basic white boy name ever. Yeah, Charlotte Hornets. So there was the top fifteen lads. How do we feel about that? Just quickly, we'll start on Benchero. Yeah, start top three. Let's let's start with the top three. Look, I didn't I didn't expect Benchero to go. One, I thought he was going to go three. I thought it was going to go Jabari, Jet, yep. um, Bancaro. Yep. Um, but I guess you, you look at what Bancaro brings to Orlando Magic, and I guess he brings that culture um, that they're looking to build around him. Yeah, I like it. I, 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 you I know, tell you, you what, can't he, hate on it. His suit was a bit of a flex there, though, wasn't it? You know, I liked it. That was, it was loud. loud. That was a loud move. Do you reckon you guys could pull that off? Something that loud? I, I don't know if we could, but we'd try it. You got to know we'd give it a crack. Give it a go. We'd give it a go for sure. So, Maddie, seeing as you and I are synced up here in the Orlando tops, <laughs> bit of Orlando pride here, mate. Like, how? what do you think of this move? Do you think this was the right move for them? Because it kind of felt like Shet was always going to go number two and it was kind of a toss-up between Jabari and Paolo there for that number one spot. Do you yeah, think they I went think the right the thing, way? I think the thing that Orlando has been lacking is probably – uh, a forward, and I would say Paolo's probably more of a three than a four. He might right. he might have the size of a four, but he moves like a three. Like a um, Chet Chet to me made no sense because I mean they've already got Mo and Wendell Carter Jr. there, so yeah, like why yeah. would they why would they plug, clog it up even further? And I mean Jabari Smith, great things obviously coming out of Auburn, but it Paolo was on the stage like it, it's Duke. This is Duke basketball. Yeah, exactly. At, at one point or another, the yeah. guy that is on more nationally televised TV games is 
going to the be Orlando selected. Magic. Yeah, and then go to the Orlando <laughs> Magic. Well, I only enjoyed but, it while they lasted. Yeah, not that anymore. But you think about it, you got guys like Terrence Ross in front of you. Like, you yeah. know, you got no issues playing over him. Um, I think they're building a nice young core there, obviously. Like, our boy Suggs. Um, yep. Obviously, like, Franz Wagner, the best Wagner. Um, and they have the other Wagner too. They have the best Wagner. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Mo Bamba obviously had, took a bit of a leap last year. Wendell Carter, I think they're doing like good things over there. Oh, Anthony think, over there as well. Yeah, Cole Cole does all right as well. I just think that like they they need and and Paolo may be that guy, but they need their out and out superstar that is going to take all the criticism. He's going to yep. take it, take everything, and and like his jersey is going to be like armor. Like he's just like yeah. I hate to get you know. Uh, metaphorical and, I do and it. keep and keep keep the Superman homage going in Orlando. But I mean, Shaq took a lot of the criticism, and you know, it uh, some of it bounced off his chest. Other stuff pushed him to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, Dwight took a lot of the criticism, and they built the team around him. And they and saw you know sustained success. Yeah. yeah, where where did he his career die? Did you mean? Yeah, uh, Los <laughs> Angeles is where it died. I knew I shouldn't have said anything because anyway, yeah. Like then about seven other teams. Yeah, bad news. Um, um, but I mean, if, if Chet can be, uh, sorry, not Chet, if Paolo can be that guy that just, you know, absorbs all the pressure, the criticism and can still, you know, come out and give you, uh, I'm not even asking for like a crazy, cause I mean, Evan Mobley had a crazy uptick yep. this year, obviously, but even like a Scotty Barnes that like, mm. we're not, we weren't really expecting anything amazing from him, but he still gave us 15, six and six. Like if he can have something like that and just be a stable head in the locker room, then sky's the limit at the end of the day. Lock for yourself. What do you think of this movie? Do you think it was the right pick for the Magic there, mate? I do think, yeah. I think out of those top three guys, as you said, Chet was probably locked into two. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got the highest all-around, quote-unquote, like superstar potential. Like, I really like Jabari Smith, and I think it's kind of hard to judge him at Auburn with the guards that he had there. Yep. Um, but, I mean, Paolo could really be anything. Mm. And you can't win a championship without probably, what, a top five or six guy. Mm. At least That's like a thing. top 10 guy to get into the finals. And I think he he has that upside out of those three. That's the thing with this draft, like, I guess, to yourself, Lee and Ro, like, it just feels as, I guess, compared to other years, it feels like a draft where there's, you know, there might be one real standout player. There's going to be a lot of good players as opposed to superstars. It's going to be a well-rounded, you know, mm. you, I don't think we'll be looking at a Luka Doncic or a, you know, a LeBron-level player. Mm. Um, but there's going to be a lot of really good quality, you know, I guess role players for lack of better words. But mm. do you guys see, like, you know, I think Shet certainly got that superstar potential just with his frame if it all comes together. Yeah, it just um, scares me. There's so many red flags. Like, it's that's it. more often than, more often than not, it doesn't happen. Exactly. And it's like, okay, so you're in the position where they can gamble on it because obviously they have a million picks. And they're going to pick every, like, their, their next pick is, like, 10 years old somewhere. They've got his draft. Right? <laughs> yeah. they, um, they're just good to go. Like, they, they can take that gamble, whereas a few other teams, you don't get it often. If you exactly get the first, right. if you get a top three pick, you just got to take the guy. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and I guess for yourself, Roy Lee, do you guys, do you, do you see superstar potential in this draft? Um, I don't know about so, like I guess the potential is there. Whether they're going to reach it or not, that's a that's a different question. As you were mentioning before, I think we've just got a. I reckon there's a few certainties in this draft in terms of they're going to be multiple all stars throughout the course of their career. Like Chet Holmgren, as we were mentioning, I think he's probably got the highest potential of everyone. But then there's probably 
also a bit of uncertainty around him as well because we've seen these kind of frames go either way. Like will he turn into perhaps potentially? I heard comparisons of a Kristaps Porzingis. Will he turn into? That, that's that, that's not great news. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, not absolutely great not great news, but, is yeah. it? Like if if you're right. paying up for a number two pick, alternatively, will he turn into someone like a? You know, this is a this is sort of like going up the high end of the scale. Will he turn into like a KD, like a really tall perimeter type player? There's there are a few um, I reckon lock all starts, particularly at that one and three spot. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what happens with Chet Holmgren, yep. and also like I don't know how much we can touch on him, but I reckon my, my rookie of the year next year. Oh, here we go, here we go. Do it early, get it in. I love early. the early, early, picks. early, early it's, pro. I like it. Wow, let's do it. It's not coming in the top three either. Um, yeah. my rookie of the year next year, number five. Jaden Ivey. He's a fantastic pick. I love Jaden Ivey. He's been getting heaps of talk the last couple of days, just before the draft. He is really starting to turn some heads. I I think that's a wicked pick. I think so as well. And I like, I know he looks like Jamaran, but for goodness sake, like he, he plays like him as well. Like he's lightning quick. He, you can just see he's going to take the league by storm. And I'm really keen to see what he can provide. Well, while we're at it late, you may as well. Rookie of the year pick early, mate. Get in early. Getting early. I've, I've always, especially in that top three, I've always been pretty high on Jabari Smith Jr., I think out of the whole draft, he's probably going to be the name that sticks yep. out. Um, on, in terms of Chet, everyone, you've we've heard that he's going to his ceiling. His ceiling is high, but I think he if his ceiling's low, he goes pretty low. Like he, you know what I mean. Like, so you think his floor is like rock bottom? Yeah, he's yeah. a boom yeah. or bust type player. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's kind of like my pick with. Giddy the other like a couple of years ago, and I mentioned oh. you know his potential. I'm going to keep riding the Dyson Daniels train. Double I think it'd almost be criminal if I deviated from him. Um, I'm stoked that he went to the Pelicans. Yeah, I think it's too. a perfect it's a good fit. It's a great system. It's a great system for him. Yeah, it's a great system for him, and I think he will get the chance to flourish as well. I think he'll be given opportunity. Um, hmm. So you know, I, I I think I'm just going to ride the hot hand and and stick with Daniels there. Yeah, I love that. Bellas, Lock, Maddie. What have you got? Early hot takes here. Early, very, very early. But who have you got for rookie of the year? Uh, well, I certainly don't have Keegan Murray because the franchise that he went to is a absolute bin. Um, yep, facts. Look, I like, I really like the shout of Jaden Ivy. Um, yep. and it's kind of, it's kind of on the back of the Sacramento Kings being a, a bin franchise. Uh, of like, I, I, I read something the other day, and. It's just verbatim. It's only coming to the dome mm. now. Of the last seven drafts or, or last 11 drafts or something, the pick after the Kings has always turned into a superstar. What was it? Who, who, who and, was and, it? And, it's, and it's like Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson. Because they took Jimmer um, from debt, didn't they? They went Jimmer and... They, yeah, they took Jimmer. Um, yeah. I think I think Kawhi came after them as well. Like just yeah. absolute brain move. And I mean, Kawhi is a little bit different because he was out of the out of the uh, lottery and that's okay. The man's a unicorn. We love him. Clip a nation stand up. But um, I just, I really love the pick of Jaden Ivey. I think the thing that the Detroit, like Detroit obviously won the draft day um, oh, and, the, and what they're building with their youth just allows for him to flourish so much. Like yep. if they can keep beef stew in this uh, fringe Clint Capella role and, and Cade Cunningham can keep growing and they can put some shooters around Obviously, like Jaden Ivey's got the, I think he's got the most area to to succeed. Well, let's let's actually touch on the Pistons for a bit because they're a team. I know we spoke a little bit 
was it today? I, yeah. The, the days yep. blur into one. Yeah. I think we spoke about it earlier today, the Pistons, and I think they're probably one of the most watched teams just because they're the team within the 30 that have the largest cap space available at the moment. No, there's a lot of talk at the moment. You know, they got Kemba. He's going to be a buyout candidate there in the free agency market. Um, but DeAndre Ayton is the name really heavily linked I've seen, with I've them. seen that for, That could be giant for them. That would be such a good young core. I tell you, like, what, I think, yeah, I think, I think the vet, like, I know a couple, like, we've talked about Ivy a little bit already, but just like on a side note there, he, from what I saw from the reports I saw, he, re- he refused to work out for any of the top four picks. He only worked yeah. out for Detroit and lower because he wanted to go to Detroit. So really, when you think about that, he could have been someone that went four, or Absolutely. maybe he sneaks into the third spot, right? Like maybe teams fall in love with him and you get that value at number five. You know, like that is, yeah. just on that, as you speak about that, like, you know, working out with teams and things, you know, just as a, a little segue there before we go back to Detroit, the fact that Benchero didn't actually have a workout or a, meet, a formal meeting with the Orlando Magic and they still took him <laughs> one. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, like, they must I be reading that, I was like, Ooh, that is some, mm. you know, big dick energy to still just, yeah. just put the house on him essentially. Mm. So it's a um, it's a question mark of a franchise, really. Like let's be real. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Real. Exactly right. But I guess back on on the Pistons, do you think, Ro, like if you were to flip a coin, yep. you know, would you say that by the season start, Aiton will be on the Detroit Pistons? Yes or no? <sighs> There's been a lot of talk about it, hasn't there? Um, and if I was DeAndre Ayton, like it really depends what he's looking at doing because I still think, and I think most NBA fans would agree, that Phoenix Suns will still be up there for at least the next few years. I think it's going to be very dependent on, I guess, what level CP3 is playing at because yep. I think since he's came over to the Phoenix Suns, they've been they've sort of turned the corner in terms of being championship contenders to answer your question um i think deandre is probably staying at the phoenix suns i think he's looking at potentially a championship over the next few years but if he did go to the detroit pistons where like a question back at you where does that put the detroit pistons going forward like particularly next year and over the next few years are they in playoff contention next year i don't think they're in playoff contention but i like the fact that it you know, they're young core. At the minute, you know, you got Stewart, you got Bagley. I, DeAndre Ayton is a huge upgrade on that. You yep. pair him alongside Cade. Over the next mm. couple of seasons, Sadiq Bay alongside them. Um, you know, they've got pieces to work with. So, mm. and with the cap space they've got, I think they're in a really good position. I don't think they're certainly, you know, playoff championship contenders in the next year or two. But I think over the next five years or so, if they actually make that move, um, it bodes well for them. Lee, for yourself? I reckon, what, in terms of DeAndre Aiden? Oh, um, yeah, and for the Pistons as a whole, if they make that move? I reckon he's going to end up there, to be honest, um, by the start of the season, just because he, you can see the direction they're heading in and it's upwards. And the uh, Suns are cheapskates. They're not cheapskates, <laughs> but, but I reckon he's got more to offer over at Detroit. I, I personally see Detroit coming into this season the same as I, I saw Cleveland coming into last season where they were kind of... <laughs> Pretty shit the season before, but then you looked at the the moves they made in the off season, how, how they got Evan Mobley in the draft, and you're like, hang on, these these Cleveland Cavaliers could probably be something. I, I similar with the Detroit Pistons, I see Cade Cunningham, I see Jaden Ivey, I see um, Duran who was picked up in the draft. Yep. And then if DeAndre Ayton goes over there, I'm not saying they're making it to the finals, even the playoffs, but I think they're definitely they're building heading in the, in the right, direction. right direction. Well, yeah. be yourself, yeah. fellas, over there. Like, do you see, you know, Big Sava over there, all the, all the cloud that surrounds him that's still ongoing at the moment? 
Like, do you think the Suns will actually shell out? Like, they had the opportunity this season and they didn't take it. Do you think that Aiton will remain with the Suns? He, he may in the short term, but I don't think more yep. than the next two seasons he'll be there. I think he's off, isn't he? He'd be pissed yeah, I think he is. And, and, and even if you agree rightfully or not, he should be pissed off. Like, it is what it is. It's a business at the end of the day. If people don't want to pay that, then they don't want to pay it. Yep. Um, but I think even if they can't, get an Aiden and he and he chooses to re-sign you've given yourself plenty of pieces to go out and get someone yep. you've got cap space you've got a few young guys like say Phoenix do re-sign him and maybe you use Duran to go get him next year or next off season maybe yep. you flip him because you know he's he's going to be a lot less money Phoenix might want that Absolutely. It, it's, yeah. it's not about the short term for Detroit. I don't want him to try and go, oh man, we really need to get in the playoffs now. It's like, cool. Yeah. We have this young core. Maybe let's try and aim to be competitive in most of our games. Yep. Let's try and put a good product on the floor. Uh, if we get a play in, awesome. Happy days. Yep. Um, and then, you know, kind of build from there over the next coming years. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like they're in a good building phase. They're in a really good position. It's like, okay, see at the minute, they're building towards something. It's not in the next year. It's not in the next probably two years. But for the next five to ten years, that's going to be their their area to really thrive. Mm. Um, I tell you what, I, it's only ended a week ago, but I cannot wait for next season. Both on the NBL, the NBA front, there is a lot to look forward to here, isn't there, fellas? October is going to come so quick. It will isn't come it? very quick. Back, very, very really quick. Th- we're nearly into July now as we speak. Um, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. Just quickly for all of you, fellas. Who do you think were the biggest losers of this draft? There were some, I the think, Knickerbockers. In, in my opinion, there were some pretty obvious winners, but there were some pretty obvious losers as well. Do we, Knickerbockers? Yeah, I yeah. would Knickerbockers ha- wholeheartedly agree. Just with continue that. to make a meal of everything they touch. Um, do, do they, do they just because they didn't like anyone from the draft, they decided to move a first round pick into three future first round picks. They got rid of Kemba Walker's contract to loosen up a little bit for maybe Jalen Brunson. Kyrie might come over the might come over the way. Like I think they blew it with Usman Dang though. I I spoke about him a week or two ago now, and I I I like him. I'm a big fan. Got the opportunity to see him courtside this year. Um, I was absolutely buckled, but I I saw a bit of him. Sorry, <laughs> nearly passed out in my chair. Um, I think they missed a missed bad a scouting report. The little bits that I did see through yeah. guys were really good. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I see reasons, as you said, just Maddie, that they they might almost be a winner. Um, but I think they're almost a, a franchise in turmoil at the minute after the success they had a year or two ago. You know, getting that home court advantage, everything looks rosy. Even last season, that first week or two, leading the Eastern Conference, um, and just since then, it's been a downwards trajectory. And they've kind of almost lost that allure of being almost a destination. Um, mm. Whereas twelve months ago, they they did have that allure, you know, almost you know a playoff, a playoff hope. They almost got court. KD because of it, right? Like there was yeah, right. they were never they go. were never getting KD. They were never they were never getting KD. But the Knicks have historically been this franchise. They've gone after high end free agents. They got a Maurice Stoudemire. He punched a fire extinguisher, <laughs> broke his hand, and they've been he in a 10-year they've been in a 10-year slump since then. They tried to do the same thing with Jordan when he wanted to leave the Bulls Absolutely. in the 90s. So it it's just the Knicks being the Knicks. I just I just like the fact that they're not that granted they should rush a little bit more, but they're not rushing at in the sense of like they're trusting in what they see in RJ Barrett. Yep. Whether you trust Julius Randle or not 
I don't necessarily agree with that either, but they're, they're sticking by their guys. Should never have stuck by Evan Fournier. Get him the fuck out of New York. <laughs> yep. But they, they actually have assets. Like growing up watching the NBA, it, it was this big joke that, you know, the Knicks never had assets. And yep. that's yeah. now the Lakers. They've but the Lakers it. will never have that issue because Can they have 18 Shut up, Matty. No, but my point is they'll always be a destination because they have 18 yeah. championships and the Knicks don't, right? Um, so exactly. they, don't, they don't need, they don't need that kind of capital they've got it all hanging on the wall but yeah just for the Knicks like they, certainly they didn't win they did lose but I don't I think people are just blowing it way fucking out of proportion than what it needs to be I, I think they're doing that due to the history right like if this yeah. was a good if this was a well-run franchise that had done this you'd be like look how smart they are they kind of moved back down turned into future assets they kind of have a plan because they never have a plan I don't believe they have one now I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they Leon do. Rose woke up one day and just went, I know how to fix this. <laughs> I think they're just kind of just like, I remember probably three, four years ago, they signed a whole lot of people on two year deals. And it was like, it was just after Chris Stapp. So what, two yep. years ago, yeah. Chris yep. got traded. Yep. they signed a whole lot of people, two year deals. They're like, sweet. We don't really like any of these free agents. Now we'll get two year deals. Some of them with one year player options that we can go again next year. Exactly. And then they got no one. It's just continually kicking. At the minute, doesn't yeah. it? Like everything that's not nailed down, you know, RJ Barrett is almost up for, up for you know relocation. Um, he yeah. feels as if the only piece at the minute that kind of feels set to the franchise. Um, they're in an interesting position. I, I hope you know we spoke about this. I know here on the podcast the other, you know, a couple of months ago when they were actually relevant. The league is better when the Knicks are relevant. I couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. I mean, they were, how good were all those Bing Bong videos? Oh, like yeah. Side Talk New York. Fuck Trey Young. It was so good incredible. when they're good, man. It's, so I, I hope they get it together because the league, you know, these big market teams, it, it is good for the league. It's good for viewership. You know, all the owners, all the, you know, executives are happy when money's coming in and money's coming in when the Knicks, the Lakers, you know, the Warriors, all these franchises are good. So certainly the hope they pull their finger out and uh, get something done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fellas, it has been an absolute privilege to have you on again today. Um, I know it certainly won't be the last time off-season now. There's a lot of things in the works. Before we wrap up, Lee, mm. Ro, I know you guys are going on a little holiday now as we speak. So um, just put the annual leave in, boys. Annual leave. Yes, put my annual leave in. Got it approved. approved it. Um, <laughs> no, just, just quickly, just to you guys, before you go and leave, just on the podcast here, a big thank you for your, all your continued efforts during the year. Right. Probably don't say it enough, but I certainly appreciate everything you guys do. And, and to the listeners, when, when, whenever I watch like a YouTuber or another podcast go on break, they say, oh, go on. No, fuck that. We're not going on break. I'll still be here. You'll nail it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they never really have a destination for when they'll be back. Like, yeah. we, we have certainty that we're going to be back a little bit before the season starts, all right? So, yeah, look, is that we, the same with the Euro? Uh, well, we need, like, it, we need to work out the final details. I'm about to say, I do I have a couple of months on my own here? <laughs> Yeah. You'll have, you'll have well, an extended yeah, year. We got you, bro. Don't worry what, about it. What do you get? It. Isn't it annual leaves four weeks for the year? No, we you got guys, three you, months. You're booking for three months, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I'll be but back before the season. Long service, baby. Long service leave. Long service. Right? Good unions no, down there. So, 
I think I think yeah yeah we take into account like I don't know if you you blokes know this but we've been doing this for pretty much two and a half years pretty much non-stop we've taken the odd week every off, Saturday off. pretty much so I think it, it just sort of shows the dedication that we have to to the podcast and what we want it to become going forward yes we'll have a bit of time to refresh over the off season which I think will be beneficial for everyone um, but yeah no it's um, been a really good season really exciting season a lot and, to look forward to next yeah, season as well we've absolutely. got big things in the work. For you guys out there, be sure to stay tuned each week because I'll be here. I'll fly the flag. We've got a lot coming in the next few weeks. I'm going to start our season gradings for all 30 teams. We're going to start probably next week with the East, the following week with the West, just based on our predictions at the start of the season and uh, just rip through it from there. Lads from the fifth and dribble, as we said, we'll no doubt have you guys on again soon. A lot to look forward to there. Guys, where can everybody find you? Uh, look, everywhere. Literally everywhere. How about LinkedIn? We, uh, Except LinkedIn. We're oh, everywhere but LinkedIn, sorry. you know. No one likes a smart ass, right? Uh, <laughs> Come on, Lucky. Come on, Lucky. <laughs> you, you, can, you can find us on, on, you know, Facey, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find the NBL Championship trophy in Kudos Bank Arena. So that's uh, that's where you can find us. That's where you can find it. Time to shut up now. Thanks, Matty. But again, the boys from Fifth and Dribble doing fantastic things for the NBA, the NRL, your one-stop shop for all the news. We certainly appreciate them coming on. Guys, from Matty, from Locke, from Lee, Roy, who are going on holiday, big thank you, fellas. Be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials for all the latest news. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show to get my hot little individual drop next week. I can't wait. I'm pumped up. I'm going to get pissed and drop it like it's hot. Yeah, good boy. Guys, a big thank you. Till next week. Love you. Bye. Oh, man. I'm pissed.